You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes, and I am glad that you are listening to the podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear the podcast today. It's a, it's a different... Um, topic that I'm going to discuss, but it's one that's fascinated me for a little while. And it's the idea of the offensive lineman who's big and bad and big and strong that once they're done playing, they get small. Like that that's the trend with offensive linemen. They get super small after they're done playing. And I think it speaks a lot to the links that they have to go to stay at 310, 315 pounds. For example, I was at Bourbonnet and Olin Krutz was watching do the show. I love Olin. And someone was like, wait, how is that Olin Krutz? Because Olin looks like a wide receiver now. Like he's so thin right now. But these guys, that's what they do when they're done playing. They they just shed the weight for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, but... I've noticed that guys are getting smaller and smaller. And one of the guys that does that, I I think, really well is Tom Thayer. I had Tom Thayer back on the House of L podcast, uh, God, maybe six months ago. The whole thing is great. And I think I might actually pull some of it and play it on the air because it's it's really a tremendous thing. I think it would be a good way to kick off football season. But he and I spent a lot of time talking about him getting smaller and him being so into surfing for a couple of reasons. One was to be in shape and two, because he was looking for that thing. He was looking for uh, that, that pit of your stomach and the way he describes it, like fear after he was done playing the same type of thing that allowed him to, to play at a high level. I say this and I record this moments after I get a FaceTime message, humble brag here. Okay. I get a FaceTime message this morning from Charles Tillman and I'm like, okay, what's this? Charles is out on his rowboat. He built a rowboat. He's going to row across Lake Michigan on September 2nd. You should donate. All he's looking for is a $65 donation. Um, Charles Tillman, uh, org. If you want to donate, but it's the same thing. Charles who's in better shape now 
than when he played. Now, this is a cornerback and not an offensive lineman. But the point that I'm trying to make, the parallel that I'm drawing, is like Tom, Charles is trying to recreate that thing that you have when you play football and you're looking for something uh, hard and exciting to, to, to sink into. And that's what Charles is doing on the rowboat. So I, I talk with Tom Thayer about the fitness program and like getting smaller when he was done playing. And I had another opportunity to talk with someone else about it, David Deal, on yesterday's show. So the first thing I'm going to share is, is Tom Thayer. Okay. I, I want you to hear why Tom took his fitness so seriously and how and why he got small when he was done playing in the NFL. So check this out. Listen to what Tom has to say. And then I got more. After the Super Bowl, Jay Hilgenberg made the Pro Bowl. And so me, Jay, and Mike Tomczak went over there. But I played in the Hula Bowl after my senior year in college. And then my first year in the USFL, won a trip over there by some chances and went back over there. And so I'm going, okay, the season's over. I can't believe the atmosphere. And everybody over there is health conscious and workout conscious. So you can be social. You can have fun. You can meet people, but you're active. And so the next, after I retired or after I got done playing my second year, I went over there for like five or six weeks, and I just worked out the whole time. It's meeting a group of guys. You know, you got these guys that are either triathletes or surfers or volleyball players or whatever they do. They're in the gym every day. So you kind of get in that routine. And I was coming home from Hawaii in better shape than the guys that were starting to get ready to get in shape. And so it's an area somewhere I love to be. <clears throat> and then the real attachment I had was is I knew when I retire I wanted to surf. And so when I did retire, the thing that got me into retirement was surfing. And it kind of it gives you the same mental frame work that you do on the morning of a game. So are you pulling a soldier field, you're getting ready to play a football game as an active offensive lineman, and you got nervousness, preparation, all that running through your head. When you go and you know that you pull up to the ocean and maybe something that you're a little underqualified for, it gives you that same nervousness in the pit of your stomach. And it's a healthy nervousness. And it kind of makes you relive the same feeling you did on kickoff Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever it was in your life. And that's, that's the main thing that guys lose most when they retire is that feeling in their heart of nervousness, preparation, preparedness, all that kind of stuff. And that's what Hawaii and surfing has done for me. So you were chasing that, uh-huh. that you were trying to regain that same feeling. Still makes me nervous. I pull up, you know, I'm 57 years old. I pull up to the shore, meet my friends there. You kind of look out what you're going to face and you have to be prepared for what you're going to face. You have to pr- be prepared for what could happen out there. And then, but it is the, the, what you're living for is, is that pity or stomach feeling. Huh. What's, what's the best moment you had on a surfboard? Oh, man. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I was surfing in some weathery conditions, and it was big for me. You know, big for guys that are the greatest, the Laird Hamiltons and such. That's something that is unreachable for any of us. But big to me, you're out in the ocean, um, and there's a wave coming behind you, and you got to go. 
you got to go. There is no waiting for the next one. There is no getting, no, you got to go. And I just remember jumping onto this wave and I saw a guy at the bottom of the wave and he's kind of looking at me like, is he going to make this? And then you make it, you make it, you got your balance and then you, then you get to enjoy the thrust of the wave, the movement, the velocity that you're going to achieve and the whole fact that, God, I made it because if I didn't, it could be scary. Okay, so what's the worst moment you've ever had on a surfboard? Um, a couple of years ago, I was surfing, and I was trying to get back out outside of over the top of a wave, and you see him break, and I couldn't make it. So I tried to push my board over the top of the wave, and my weight and the weight of the board got stressed so uh, ferociously that my leash snapped and my board went in. And I so we had to swim for like 30 minutes, 35 minutes to get to a point where you could get into a position to get your board. How does a, a kid from Joliet even pick up a surfboard? It's the admiring the ability of the guys that I watched for years, guys that I was working out with, but I was too scared to surf because I was too worried about what it could possibly do to me and hurt me for football preparation. And then the more I was around it, the more I knew I wanted to do it. And then when you, you know, it's kind of a weird time. When I decided to retire, I was playing for the Miami Dolphins. We played New England Patriots in the last game of the year. Whoever won the game went to the playoffs. We lost in overtime. And I remember sitting there going, I think I'm done. Mentally, physically, I, I think I'm done with this. And Don Shula said, you know, don't don't even make a decision now. Take weeks. And then when minicamp starts, come around, make a decision and think about it. So, I went out to Hawaii, got a surfboard made for me, started eating perfectly. I was surfing every single day, morning, noon, and night. Got down to like 2.30, and that football option was taken away from me. And that's what I needed because I think if you always stay on the cusp, okay, I'm going to live life at 2.80. And if someone needs someone in a pinch, I can work out for a couple weeks, I'll be ready to go. I wasn't in that frame of mind anymore. I knew that. I, you know, physically challenged myself in football and I was ready to go in a different direction. Do you think that this is your natural state? Like, are, are you at your like ideal weight? Because I always wonder about football players, like when they're done playing the game, some guys go up. So I, I, I know a few, they go up. A lot of guys go down. But I always wonder if if you didn't have to play football, do you think that this is what you would have looked like? I don't know. I, I don't know because you know you're always you grow up in a sports atmosphere. Because Joliet is a weightlifting town. It's a wrestling town. It's a blue collar town. That you know, my dad was work comrade forty three years every day working outdoors. So you were in that type of lifestyle. And so when you were blessed with size, you wanted to contribute something to it. Maybe I would have been a tight end. You know, because when I think of myself and, and stuffing my face and getting to that 280, 290-pound range and sustaining that and the diet you had and the weightlifting everything, just think if you said, okay, I'm going to be a 250-pound, 255-pound tight end when the tight ends are 230 and 220. Maybe you could have been that next stage of powerful tight end. But do you have the athleticism? I don't know. I wouldn't change anything. For, you know, if I, you know, you could go back and do it all again. I think I was a bigger guy, you know, my, uh, my family's big bone and stuff. So it's just part of the blessing. Okay. So that's Tom's take on all of this on, on how you get smaller after you're done playing. And he really like, he is 
when I was sitting there in the studio, like he's drinking ionized water, like he's taking incredible uh, care of himself. And it's very impressive. I talked with David Deal, the former Giants offensive lineman, went to Brother Rice, went to the University of Illinois. And he went into depth uh, in, in our conversation about why he's smaller and what it took to stay big. That's and you'll hear him talk about the the late night eating that he had to do to stay at 319 pounds, which is what he played at, and what it's like now to to be skinny. I these dudes fascinate me. And if you remember, remember if you're a White Sox fan, Chris Sale, they were trying all the time to put more weight on him. And I think he had like a 10,000 calorie diet per day. But he has one of those metabolisms where he just doesn't put on weight. And I wonder if if 20 years from now, Chris Sale shows up at Sox Fest and he looks like Bobby Jenks did. By the way, Bobby Jenks is now small smallish for him. So anyway, this is David Deal. This is him discussing getting small and and just listen to the links that he went to play at a heavyweight and what it felt like now for him to not be big. You know, usually when I was uh, playing inside when I was playing guard, I would play around 319 and when I'd play tackle, I was in between 309 and 311. Uh, as of this morning, I currently weigh 262 pounds. And, you know, after starting over a decade in the NFL and starting 164 games in the NFL trenches, I mean, you need to do what you have to do to take all that stress and that wear and tear you know, off your knees, your hips, your back. And, you know, when I retired after 11 seasons from the Giants, I was the oldest guy in the locker room and I was 33 years old. And, you know, the fact that I'm a proud father to my daughter, Addison, you realize that your football life compared to the rest of your life is so much bigger, and you have to make those those changes health-wise. So the minute that I retired in uh, 2014, you know, I started, which I'm a still advocate for. You know, I always get on my Peloton bike. And then actually I was just back in, uh, in May for my buddy who opened up Yoga 2.0, my buddy Sean Jacob, who I grew up with, one of my best friends from Brother Wright. So I did that stuff so that when I got all those workouts and I started shedding the weight, I didn't have the impact on those things like I did as a player. So, you know, that's the, the, the attitude I like to have now is, is you know, looking like you have a, a, a great suit on, but you still have a face for a radio when you're a, a TV guy and a former offensive lineman. Well, what were you doing to keep weight on? Because it, it seems like it, what you were doing was, you know, that maybe that wasn't your natural weight. And so how did you keep all the weight on considering how much energy is expended throughout a game? You know, for me, you know, my background in, in basketball, that was my number one love. I didn't play football until I really got to high school, until Brother Rice. So when I was a freshman at the University of Illinois, I was only about 260, 265. And obviously playing, you know, offensive line, you need to gain that weight. And gradually, by the time I graduated my senior year from Illinois, I was about yeah, probably about 305. But the thing for me is I always had a problem maintaining the weight. You know, I had to eat literally a meal every two hours, whether it was grilled chicken breast, brown rice, broccoli. And uh, one of the things that, that I'm not really proud of is is during the NFL season, especially when you're talking about August, September, October, when you're still dealing with the heat and the weather, 
if I was low the, those weeks in my weight, I would set my alarm on Wednesday and Thursday mornings at 3.30 a.m. I'd roll over, I'd drink a 500-calorie protein shake, and then go back to bed just so I was getting those calories and that intake to maintain my weight. Man, that is crazy, but not unheard of. That's what offensive linemen have to do, and that's why you guys always look good afterwards. You see a lot of other players where they balloon up a little bit, but the offensive linemen, I see Tom Thayer once a week, and that guy looks looks like a wide receiver now. (laughs) When you think about that and you think about the skilled position guys, you know, there are a lot of the times that gain the most weight because when they're running a 1,000 routes a week and then going out there and playing in the games, you know, some of those guys can get away with eating McDonald's like some of them do. But the minute that you don't do that and you take those 1,000 routes out of your week and you're still thinking that you can have those eating habits and not change your body type, I mean, that's a complete fabrication. And I think that's something that you see with a lot of guys that are retired and are done playing. If they don't tackle that immediately right when they're done playing, it's one of the hardest things three, four years down the road to try to go back and to try to lose it. So, yeah, man, it's something to keep in mind. The de- The level of dedication that these guys show to play in the NFL um, is both crazy and amazing. When you think about waking up in the middle of the night and having a protein shake, setting an alarm to do that to make sure that you keep weight, eating all this stuff all the time. And then I would imagine it's a little satisfying when guys can go to what would be their like natural weight after they're done playing. I thought it was interesting. I hope that you think it's interesting too. I'm glad you listen. Thanks so much for checking out Loho Daily.